Citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Justin. And I'm Jenny. And we're just two dorks that love watching movies and talking about them. So if that's your thing, uh, join us as we discuss today's movie. You can also check us out on Instagram, at Kaiju underscore Carnival, to see what we're going to be watching next week so you can stay caught up. Today, we are talking about Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, so a little different from our norm... Because we've been kind of watching all these older films, so this is this is like a, this is a, it's a newer film of an older film. What you think of it? Oh man! So I am a huge like Evil Dead fan, right? Mm-hmm. So my favorite is definitely Evil Dead Two. I definitely appreciate Evil Dead One, but I feel like Evil Dead Two was just it's more my speed, right? Like it's it's kind of silly. And I love Army of Darkness. I liked the Evil Dead remake, and this movie was insane. It was, um, yes, I agree. These, this movie and the last movie, uh, the last Evil Dead, kind of like the reboot, I guess you could say, um, they are nothing like the original films. Like the original films had like kind of a comedic spin on them. Yes, they were horror movies and they were scary, but. It was also very, like, over-the-top, uh, especially Evil Dead 2. Hmm. So I don't even really consider these to be part of, like, that other, you know, Evil Dead, like, the original Evil Dead franchise. I mean, they did throw in, a, like, a few of the homages of the chainsaw. Oh, yeah, they the definitely blood. did that, yeah. But do you remember our film, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And it was their newest remake. It was they they actually inserted a lot of stuff from the their original films, but this one it was a little bit done more tastefully, I guess. It wasn't like in your face, like oh, you should know what this is from. You know what I mean? Like it was like if you've never seen the the older movies, it wouldn't have even mattered because this feels like such a fresh film. Well, that's a great jumping off point for my number one of my top three for this film, which is the stuff that they put in this movie as throwbacks to the other Evil Dead series, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I didn't catch all of them, but the ones I did catch, right? Um, The elevator scene where she gets tangled up in those cables, Mm -hmm. it's very much like in the original film of her getting caught up in the trees. Mm -hmm. And... Obviously, the shotgun references, the chainsaw, right? All very Evil Dead things. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're in an apartment complex in Los Angeles, and the other films took place in the middle of the woods, except for Army of Darkness. That was a whole time portal situation. Um, But they were able to isolate the characters in this film by destroying the the staircase Mm -hmm. and destroying the elevator which is what happened in the original films with the river being flooded so they weren't able to actually get away from the cabin. Mm. So I thought that was a really cool way to isolate these people in like one of the most populated cities in the world, you know, L.A. Mm -hmm. I know there's more references 
that I saw at the time, but I just can't remember them right now. Do you remember anything? Um, just the the ones that I previously mentioned, the blood, the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I I just I love it when they carry on a franchise. Mhm. And they put in those little throwbacks for all like the the OG fans out right, there. Right? Yeah. What was your number one? Um. Okay. So this is a little bit of a small one, but this movie, and I don't remember any other movies. I don't know if it was just a specific theater, but I love the fact that the speakers in the back of the theater, you could hear the like the different like uh like the sounds of the demons they almost I almost felt like I was at Disney World where they do a lot of that um this like playing with the sound but the, the speakers are behind you and it really <laughs> there was a like couple moments I really felt like oh shoot they're behind me <laughs> you know and I know they weren't but um I kind of it really put you in this like all encompassing uh, you know, experience because one, the or two, the sound was incredibly loud, louder than what it should. Uh, and I know a lot of horror films do that, but it was, it was like you couldn't get away from it. It was just right there in your lap. My number two for this film, and it's kind of very wide, but I was just so impressed with it. Kind of like how you were impressed with the sound. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with the cinematography in this film. Mm -hmm. There were, I can't even, I think I have to watch it multiple times to really break down like all the shots that I liked mm -hmm. because there were so many of them throughout the film. You know, even the small ones of like her filling up the bathtub and the cameras half submerged to yeah. the peephole thing. Yeah, they did a lot of the kind of low angle shots that I really love. Of course, they threw in a couple of Dutch angles. I love Dutch mm -hmm. angles. Um, at the very beginning of the film, you know, they were trying to recreate that Evil Dead vibe of the, you know, um, evil going through the woods. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how did they get this? I'm like, they probably used a drone. And then like a drone comes flying out. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. How they were trying to trick you, but it was, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, but, like, I was like, oh, man, they're, they're like, it's like a throwback to the old Evil Dead, right? I wasn't expecting a drone to actually come out. Yeah. I was, I just was like, how would I shoot this? And I was like, I think the way that you would do this nowadays is with a drone. Gosh, because they have, like, insane, uh, like, they take, like, drone racers and like have them like do the camera work. Like there was this, uh, I think it was a Michael Bay film called Ambulance and they use a lot of drones for that movie to get a lot of the cool shots. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's like one of the essential tools in filmmaking nowadays. You know, like I don't remember, uh, maybe except for this film, um, every single film I've seen, so the newer ones, they always have this over overhead drone shot. And if you go into a car, there's always going to be that one you know, that wide over in over the trees and the drone is just following your your car. Every single film has that right now, except for this film. This one wasn't they didn't really need that um, that shot. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that is like a huge part of filmmaking. Like I can't imagine what is the next big thing coming out like new technology. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, right, you used to have to get like get helicopters yeah. to get shots like this. Right. <laughs> right. And the stuff that these guys are able to do with drones 
like you can't do with a helicopter mm-hmm. um, because like one, it's dangerous and helicopters are big, right? And mm-hmm. drones are small, uh, but they can like really put on like really good cameras. Uh, obviously, you got to be working on like a big budget film because if you crash your camera, like that sucks. But if you're working on some multi-million dollar film, like I don't think it really matters. Yeah. What was your number two? Um, so a little bit, kind of a little bit from the cinematography and also from the throwback, the portion where they, uh, it's that record player playing. Um, it's the, uh, they're listening in the beginning, they're listening. Uh, Danny is listening to, um, this old priest, you know, and his, his pre experiences of the book of the dead. And then. Um, it's the way they shot it, though, because like because I, if I remember correctly, in the original films, they were listening to it on that. Is that a thing? That's not an A track. What is that thing called? It's like a giant tape tape player. Yeah, it's a tape player, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I... Um. So they're listening to it from the tape on the tape player, but they were just listening to it. It wasn't there wasn't anything like exciting about those those that, you know, that specific scene. and. Um, but this one, it was like, they just had so many different shots and it was just like, it really got you pumped up. Like, like throughout the, you know, the priest, um, you know, he's going through his, his journey and then he's kind of like, um, recording or he's making a record of what he has experienced. And I, I just thought that was so creative and so entertaining um, how they how they shot it, and then when they went to the sister, now like she wants to finish. Maybe there's something else in there, and she's got the headphones on. Which first of all, I was like, why? Why would you wear noise canceling headphones? You have no essay <laughs> as to what what has happening. But it was so so well done, so creative. Yeah, I also really loved um, when he originally opens the book and he's playing the records. And, like, he's looking at the pages and, like, it was just the artwork in the book was really, really disturbing Mm -hmm. and really well shot the way that they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, At first, I thought that the Necronomicon looked kind of like I was like, okay, it's got, like, teeth on it like or something like that. I was like, that's kind of lame. But once I opened it up, I was like, oh, shit, that's, like, way more evil than, like, the original. Yeah. Um, and the what about whenever he's like yeah spinning the, the fact that he was a like they start out the movie with him being a DJ mm-hmm. in his room like it it totally makes sense for him to find those records and take them up in there and it starts out like it sounds like shit right he can't even hear what it is but then he uses mad DJ skills to uh, unleash evil upon his family. How would you feel if you did that? If you like fucking because it really was all his fault. <laughs> Well, and it was interesting because I kept wanting to look at his face for like the reaction as to like every step of the every single thing that's happening that's going wrong is like his fault. And it's like, when is this kid going to actually say like, "Uh, time out, guys, this is all my fault. You know what I mean? Like he finally did say something. But like, at what point do you do you make this connection? And then at what, you know, like you make the connection like, oh, it's the book. Um, that's why mom looks like a demon. And then like, should I say anything, mm. you know? But at that point, 
nothing could be done, right? <laughs> the third thing that I really liked about this movie is I find it incredibly scary in horror films when people get in that, like, I don't even know what, what you would call it besides, like, a spider crawl position, mm. you know? Um, for some reason, that just was, like... It never gets old, and it's in basically every possession movie that there is. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I'm like, dude, that looks that looks real good. It's scary as shit. Honestly, like this is probably one of the scariest horror movies I've seen in a long time, mm-hmm. and I was not expecting that going in because the reboot was it was it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but like I feel like this one just like really upped the ante mm-hmm. for like what this franchise is possible of like becoming mm-hmm. uh, because. Like I said, the original film's very different. The television show, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, very different. Um, these are, like, straight-up, like, nightmare feel. That's what this movie was. It was this pure nightmare feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like um, the the fact that—this uh, is my third thing, by the way. I felt like the, the fact that Every because like you mentioned before, how everything is happening in this like this apartment, all these victims, which some of them turn into, you know, demons, but all the victims are trapped like everybody is trapped. And I think that that is the most helpless position that anybody could be, especially when everything that you try knocking them out, shooting them, stabbing them in the head, like all this stuff that you try, nothing works. And then on top of that, the two people that are left are a child and, uh, you know, a, a grown up. But um, and, and it's like, OK, now this is their chance to, like, finally get away. But it's like. The one choice that they picked, which was like the elevator, that was like <laughs> something that was, you know, used to create the first demon, you know, so it was kind of like I just felt like. I just felt like it was like, oh, my gosh, the fact the helplessness made it. That's what made it more scary for me. You know what I would have done if I was in their position? (laughs) Number one, I would have thrown all those bodies out the fucking window, dude, because they're on the 13th floor. And he's like, oh, I tied her up in case she comes back. Yo, I would have tossed her out the fucking window. Like, good luck getting back up here, right? Wait, wait. You did just watch how she crawls on the walls. The mom did. Yeah, but I mean, it it take her some time to get <laughs> back like up. You know what I mean? Demon Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could definitely get back up, right? But you know, hey, it's better than just tying her up and leaving her in the bed, right? The the did you notice the the cables that were like around her chest were like super loose? Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, I could get out of that. Yeah, where'd you learn to tie someone up? Come on. Um, and the other thing that I would have done is like fucking just took that shotgun just right to their heads and just blowing their heads clean off, right? Well, I noticed that with these demons, it seems like you get, if you do a a, a really good blow or, a, a, you know, a stab, you gain, like, maybe two minutes. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It like knocks them out for a couple yeah. minutes, right? But then they come back to life, so. Yeah, I was just blowing their fucking heads. To, like, dude, if you put that shotgun right up next to their head, there's going to be nothing left, right? But then I'm sure you would just have a bunch of headless bodies fighting you, but at least they couldn't talk that mad demon shit that they do throughout the movie, <laughs> you know? Because these so mean. They are so mean, dude. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, my horror movie rule for this movie, and I feel like I can make three or four horror movie rules, so I'll try to keep it short, but never, ever, 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 ever leave little kids alone when you're in a horror movie, okay? Because they do dumb shit like unlock the door. I was so angry. I wanted to yell at the movie when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first off, why would you, yeah, don't, you know what? Not even little kids. Don't leave anyone alone. Everyone sticks together in a horror movie. Well, that's the weird thing about this film was the sister was in the kitchen. She was having like a crazy moment, right? Yeah. Turning into a demon. But nobody checked on her. Yeah. And it's not like this apartment is giant. It's you know? a, yeah, it's a tiny apartment. Yeah. And so the fact that nobody checked on each other. Yes, that's a great rule. Okay. So my rule, I think we kind of touched on this again, but um, don't open the window and leave it open because you want a, a fresh, cool breeze. Because I, myself as the audience, I was so bothered by that. I kept thinking that something was going to come. The mom was going to come through the window, the whole like good chunk of this film. And it's so, and I know they do it on purpose because of this fact, right? That I start to think crazy things. But if a, per, if a demon person uh, can walk on walls, then what makes, what makes you think that they can't just, you know, walk, walk on the outside wall of this apartment and crawl right in. You've left that window wide open. Uh, so that's my rule. I kept saying, I totally thought the same thing. I was like, yo, she's going to like, cause all she had to do was go to another apartment, break, yeah. break that window and then just climb across <laughs> like a little spider. Right. Yeah. And I totally forgot about the vent thing until later on. And I was like, shit. Yeah. 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 My favorite actor of the film, this one is really hard because I felt like everyone did a really good job. And in fact, I was actually kind of worried because they had sort of like teenagers, kids in the movie. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, they're not going to kill the like the young folk. Right. Right. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They totally did. I think the sister is probably I'm terrible with names, but the. The sister that survives, the final girl, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she was my favorite character. Um, I liked how gritty she was, you know? Like, basically, once that demon shit kicked off, she had very little hesitation with what was going on. You know, she hesitated in the beginning and got stabbed in the hand for it. Mm -hmm. and I think she, she learned her lesson that way. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I she was definitely the strongest character, but I loved the 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 firstborn maybe perhaps bridget um gosh she's such a um such a solid person you know and then that was one of the that was another surprise i really thought that there's no way this is like a like this is going to be a strong character she, you were going to see her to the end she's going to be like the superhero but I, when she transformed into a demon, even the demon part, I was like, damn, she did a really good job, like, convincing um, that, like, she really did that swap where she wanted to kill everybody. Um, so I thought she was one of my favorite characters. My favorite kill of the movie, this one's also really difficult because this movie was incredibly violent. I wasn't expecting it to be as violent as it was. Based off of, I mean, the the reboot, the last Evil Dead movie was 
pretty violent. Um, the older ones, like I said, they were a little more on the comical side with the violence, very, especially Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. It had very like Three Stooges vibe. And if you even listen to Bruce Campbell talk about it, uh, he talks about how they were very much influenced um, in their early filmmaking by like Three Stooges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so favorite kill of this movie, man, I got to say, like probably the final kill. Um, just the way they shot like the chainsaw stuff, I thought was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious from the beginning of the film, like the wood chipper is going to get used at some point, right? You don't have a wood chipper in a horror movie unless someone's going in that motherfucker by the end of it. So, um, yeah, I got to say that's probably my favorite kill of the film. That was pretty incredible kill. I would say that it's kind of, a, it's it's multiple kills, but it is a, uh, it is seeing the kills through the, the seeing eye peephole of the door and not being able to do anything about it so you have like really limited vision with the peephole and just witnessing uh like all your neighbors die and not being able to open up the door even though they're begging to come in and it's like that is once again so helpless but you know, that even though the I, I felt like the door wasn't really that crazy of a barrier, if this person can just, you know, kill people just like, like, you know, like that, like, what is this wooden door um, going to do? Then I was thinking, like, does they have to be invited in? But I don't think that that rule applies to here. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was the the, the people um, kills. My favorite scene of the movie, again, very difficult to choose because. There were just the cinematography in this film was amazing. Um, so I either got to go with the first elevator scene where it's like falling, mm-hmm. right? And you can see through the window as they're passing all the floors, and then she gets thrown up in the air, and then the cables and all that. I thought that was like very cool and very well done. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the peephole thing, like you just said, like I don't know. I don't think I've seen that before in a movie, right? And it has that really fisheye look, like just like a people does. Mm-hmm. And it was just so damn scary mm-hmm. to have that thing, like you said, on the other side of that door. Yeah. And it's taunting them and just massacring everyone in the hallway. I'm really glad that the sister didn't open the door when she saw everybody else being killed. Because, yeah. like, she, like, understands horror movie rules. Like, <laughs> don't try to save the people that are doomed. It never works out for you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's tough to choose, but I got to go with either one of those. Yeah. I thought the – this is probably a little bit too broad, but I thought the opening scene was quite impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, the – you know, it's 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 funny because the whole the whole movie, I was like, how does this relate to the beginning of the scene? <laughs> you know, I mean, how does this whole movie story relate to the beginning? And so um, but the beginning was that whenever she was reading the the let's see, the blonde chick that was on the bed. Who was suffering from these nightmares. Um, she was becoming she became uh, possessed and she started to read the the pages that were in the book that her friend was holding 
And I loved like the way that they kind of filmed that. Yeah, that was cool. And then, um, and then the way that uh, a lot of uh, people that you know, like The Exorcist and um, those types of films, um, when they cut out a bunch of frames and then they make the the person who is like possessed a little bit more robotic, um, a little bit more like twitchy. Yeah. Um, that I just that really creeps me out, but I I really love that. And then she just fucking falls off the bed <laughs> it's just like like whenever i mean she fell off like in the oddest way but it's like she falls out of her ice eye line her eyesight right and that is just like the whole time i was like oh my gosh what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and this demon it was ruthless like she like did not care and it was just like i was like oh my gosh this, this is the setup for this movie and i was like, this this I knew I was like, wow, this is going to be a very intense film. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I w- I wish I could take people, like, I wish I had a time machine and could take people that just saw The Exorcist and were like, that was the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, <laughs> just wait, <laughs> oh, just wait, like, <laughs> come come to theater number two and I'll show you the actual scariest movie. I mean, I think people. I don't know if, like, I think we've built up ourselves throughout the years of seeing horror movies to be able to watch something like this and not, like, have a complete breakdown. Overall, man, I actually really love this movie. Um, I did my best to avoid all the trailers, right, going in, which I would highly recommend so you don't, you know, ruin any of the scares. Uh, But, dude, it was, like I said, it's probably... One of the scariest films I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to actually just watch it a few more times just to kind of break it down a little bit more. Um, but it was just super well done, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was well done. Uh, it was It was also, it just didn't stop. And I just felt like, you know, I, was, I talked about like coming down from this adrenaline rush from this film. And it, it was a, it was quite the roller coaster ride. Uh, I, I also enjoyed it because it was really like, they really thought of every scene, you know, and, and, and that it really showed, um, it was great work. See, I don't even know if I'd say it was a roller coaster ride or just like, it was a roller coaster that just kept going like down (laughs) and like, didn't stop. Like <laughs> there were some moments where there it kind of, you know, you know, where, you know, the moments where it's like no sound in the in the film, but it's like they're trying to make you think there's something going to happen, but then nothing actually happens. For instance, the bathtub scene, I was so convinced that there was going to be something that comes out of that bathtub because she was ready for deep, deep water scuba diving or whatever. The little girl. Oh, yeah, that was too early in the film. I know, but, like, or, I mean, like, that, I think that's the brilliant part of, like, filmmaking, right, is to make the audience think, because then it was, like, the power went out, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to get electrocuted, get that little girl out of the bathtub, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, I think that's what is awesome about this film is, like, you're you're enjoying it, but at the same time, you're thinking so hard. Maybe I'm just a thinker. I don't know. Well, there's definitely that science to, you know, the scare, right? Like, you can't just constantly beat them over the head with scares because they need to like recuperate. So it is kind of like that roller coaster thing yeah. that you were describing. But I don't know, man. I feel like this movie like put its fucking foot 
on the pedal and just like floored it 100 miles an hour straight into a brick wall. <laughs> like it was intense. It was very intense. Thanks for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. I'm Justin. And I'm Jenny. And if you like listening, uh, please subscribe. Drop us a comment. It really helps out with the algorithm, helps other, other people find us. And come check us out on Instagram at Kaiju underscore Carnival. Yeah, and uh, you know, like, let us know what y'all wanna want us to review. Old movies, newer movies. We are open to everything. We'll see you next week. Matane. Bye.